Fans of the Dynasty Invest podcast, if you feel like there was one particular episode in the back catalogue in the anthology of Dynasty Invest podcast episodes that really, really, really was massively valuable to you, feel free to share that with a fellow dental colleague who's in a similar position so their understanding of finance can be elevated and they can hit the next level of financial success in their life. Also, as well as that, if you could take two seconds to rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. What that would mean is that it drives this podcast further in terms of reach so that more dentists across the world can be able to benefit from the knowledge contained therein. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dentists Who Invest podcast. One and all, and welcome to this live stream between myself and David Hossheim, specialist dental accountant. Been looking forward to this one. It's got a lot of love on the group, hotly anticipated, and we are, of course, going to deliver because this is an interesting one and highly relevant to dentists is anything and everything tax, especially with the recent autumn statement changes, which is what we're going to be focusing on tonight. David is going to enlighten us with those changes and his knowledge and wisdom going forwards on how we can be as tax efficient as possible. Just before I bring David in, one quick thing, guys, there'll be lots of people who are watching this live and there'll be lots of people who are watching this on the replay. Interested to know how many people have we got in the house tonight. If you are live on the Dennis Invest platform, feel free to go ahead and hit live in the comments box so that we've got a really good idea of how many people are here. We can tailor the content that much more if we just know how many people are in the building. And also as well as that, when we know you're live, when we know you're here, when we know you're in person, well, there will be the opportunity for each and every one of you to ask questions as time goes on. If you are watching this in the replay, go ahead and type replay in the comments so we get a good idea of how many people are watching the replay as well. And going off the original post, there's gonna be a lot in both categories. Also, one more thing to mention, you guys are going to want to stick around until the end of this live because we have a free gift that we're going to give away. It's related to tax, but I'm not going to spill the beans on what that is just yet. As I say, worth hanging around for the next 20, 25 minutes. That's how long this podcast will be. That's how long this Facebook live will be. Uh, so like I say, if you can hang around for those 20, 25 minutes, it's going to be worth it because we've got a gift for you at the end. And they're going to be a wisdom packed and information packed 20, 25 minutes. It's going to be a lot of takeaways from this night. As there always is when we do podcasts and lives and content together, isn't there, David? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct answer. Anyway, David, there'll be people in the audience who know you and the people in the audience who've yet to meet you. So it might be nice for you to do a little bit of an intro about yourself with people who've yet to meet you. Yeah, okay, sure. So, uh, dental accountant, um, which obviously means we do compliance work, um, your accounts and tags. Dental in that we understand uh, the dental sector, we understand what it means to be an associate, to go from an associate to a practice owner, to multi-site owner, to being in a situation that needing to sell and all the complications that go with your whole career. So, we like to lead off um, uh, knowing what you do as a dentist. Wonderful. Thanks so much. And David, now is a good time for you to take it away, really, on the autumn statement. I'm going to say as little as possible because we want to learn as much as we can about this. And I'm sure everybody in the audience is in the same boat. Yeah, no no problem. So uh, I'll try my best for 25 minutes, James. It's, <laughs> it's a bit of an anticlimax, this particular budget, so that we were expecting some things that didn't come through. Um, so for me, for my my overall summary is it is uh, an anticlimax. Uh, that said, what's the main theme of the budget? The main theme of the budget is that we are in a period of high inflation. 
uh, with a general election on the horizon. So those two things really are uh, the theme summaries of what the government's trying to do, not upset the economy that they've, obviously we've seen um, previously, keep things steady, but getting that inflation down, because that is a big problem right now. And then again, working towards creating growth. So no real big changes. There's nothing that's come through that I've kind of gone, oh, that's a big change. We need to tell our clients to do things differently. It's uh, it's all uh, pretty anticlimactal. So we've had the cuts in uh, national one ins- national insurance, class one national insurance by 2%. Aim of that is to put more money in uh, people's pockets to give more spending power. Class two uh, national insurance abolished for self-employed, given a tax break there. Um, class four national insurance cut by 1% uh, from April. So those are two tax cuts for the self-employed. That said, you say those are tax cuts, and that's really good news. We welcome that. But on on the flip side, we usually get an increase in the personal allowance or the basic rate bands flexing to give less tax at, at more tax at the basic rate band. So, with inflation so high, those two things really don't they cancel themselves. So it's not really a tax cut when you look at the overall effect of what's happening here. Oh, a bit of smoke and mirrors with that one. Uh, we knew that the national living wage was, was uh, to go up, so that's going up uh, to fourteen point forty eleven pound forty four an hour. Uh, that's uh, that's been made permanent. Capital allowances was the next thing. So we we've got a situation we've had for the, well, a few years now where businesses who invest in capital expenses. So for dentists, what does that mean? Uh, chairs, cabinetry, scanners, and so on. For companies, are fully deductible against profits one hundred percent. That's called full expensing. So that was um, on the cards to be taken off from 2025. Uh, that's been now been made permanent. So that gives a bit more uh, clarity that in the coming period, investing in assets is fully deductible. So from a tax perspective, investing in those is, is 100% uh, tax deductible. That's that's welcome news. No, nobody's uh, saying otherwise on that. R&D is the next thing the government's uh, decided to change. They've merged the schemes from April, lowering the rates for loss-making businesses. Um, that was slightly surprising. What what was more surprising is they didn't say how they are going to fix the mishandling of R&D claims. So companies who invest in qualifying research and development get all sorts of tax breaks and refunds for doing that, if it qualifies. What we've seen in the last 12 months, um, certainly, is Claims go in, and they are not paid out, and they are put immediately under investigation, which um, is taking a lot of time to get those claims released. So that was that was in my mind missing from this statement how they're actually going to address that backlog of HMRC not being able to pay out these R and D claims. So that was a bit frustrating. We we still know wiser how HMRC are going to resolve that. Uh, next thing announced was an extended investment zone and free port incentives, again, going with the theme of how to increase growth and investment in the economy. Uh, the pension triple lock uh, was also talked about. Basic state's pension increased um, by 8.5% to £221.20 a week. And that's in line with inflation. Uh, there's a 75% discount on rates for retail, hospitality and leisure companies. That was uh, welcome news for the economy. Small business rates multipliers were frozen for a year. Well, a year is better than nothing, so we'll take that. Um, the the other thing that the budget kind of touched on was benefits. So, the government wants to make 
working work for people. Now, part of making work work for people is not paying people who are not looking for work. And that was an area that they touched on, that if people are not looking for work, their benefits will be uh, withdrawn. Part of that benefit could be dentistry. So lower-income um, families might um, be affected by that. That said, universal credit is set to go up by 6.7%. In a nutshell, that's all really that uh, we have to talk about on that particular issue. But beyond that, the story is, well, what does that mean for the economy? And what does that mean for dental practices? So, Beautiful. sorry, James, you, you want to... No, all I was going to say, amazing, yeah, and that's actually how we're going to take it, what you've just said, another layer deeper, and make it more actionable and tangible for everybody who's listening. So, yeah, hyper-relevant. And just before we jump... On to that, guys, this is a live Q&A. There will be the opportunity to ask questions at the end of this live. First come, first serve basis. Here we throw a question in the chat. First is the people that we will get to. So feel free to go ahead and chuck those in the comments. As well as that, once more, you're going to want to stick around towards the end of this live because you've got something free, or David's got something free that he can give away to everybody in the audience. So worth the wait. And... Without further ado, David, I know you were just about to say, then what does this actually mean for dentists? Because this is how we're going to make it really hyper-specific and hyper-useful for everybody in the audience at Dentist Invest. Yeah, so the the impact of the budget should be, so now the Office for Budget Responsibility is forecasting inflation to come down to 2.8 by the end of 2024. Now that's great. And then forecasting beyond is 2025 and to 2%. So obviously we're in a period of high inflation, we're also in a period of high interest rates. Now, in, uh, inflation coming down should hopefully mean that interest rates follow at some point. So that's putting um, more disposable income back into patients' pockets. And I think that is needed. We have seen practices go through the COVID boom, where people had um, their holiday money that they decided to spend on teeth. And we had a big, big, big boost and, and shift from into private. We have seen that drop a little and this is uh, good news for the future because we want we want people to have money in their pockets to spend especially with private dentistry um the other impact well national uh, living wage going up that's going to mean potentially um staff costs going up for some practices um national insurance coming down again coupled with uh, the the tax uh, the, the income tax bans not changing there's not much real um, extra cash in people's pockets. So it might sound like it when you think about, well, there's a national insurance cut, but with inflation, the rate it is, there's not much um, real spending power um, for um, for the man on the street. So we'll see. I think we have to wait and see. We've got, obviously, the um, the spring budget coming up, and I think there will be more to follow. I think that the government are testing the water with, let's see how this is received. Um, you would hope that they start to see that drop in inflation and i think there will be more to follow in march i've not got any predictions on that i'm waiting to see like everyone else is so. all right cool top stuff so as you well just pretty much what you were saying at the start there nothing like flipping drastic and completely game changing in there but certainly some things to consider and it's just worth noticing noting that a lot of the, these changes they don't kick in until the next tax year right Yes, yes, most of them are April. So, yeah. ah. Well, the national insurance is January, but... Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, there we are. Good stuff. Okay, cool. 
Anything else we should know about the Auden Statement? Guys, now is your opportunity to ask David any questions should you like to know anything, not just about what we said tonight, but also general tax whenever it comes to your dental practices or whenever it comes to your affairs, uh, whether you be an associate or a principal, feel free, as I say, to DM me those. Uh, send me a direct message, a private message, if you want to keep that well, off Facebook, if you want to keep it off the live itself, feel free to do that. Or if you're happy enough, feel free to go ahead and type it in the comment section. Either is good. Anyway, back to what we were saying, David, anything else we should know? Anything else you can think of that's relevant or pertinent? Well, uh, it's, if there's no questions, we can talk about the um, the dental market. That was another thing we talked about at the Total Finance Conference, I thought, if if nobody had any questions, we can get into that. There's someone. There's two that have come in and DMs here, but you know what? We've got loads of time, so why don't we go ahead and talk about what you suggested as well? That sounds good. Yeah. So the budget is a general economy. Let's talk specific dental. So, um, so one of the things we talked about was, and um, it's something I recommend all you know your listeners do is. Running through the dental market review. So once a year, Christy and Co., one of the um, larger and worldwide brokers, do a, an 80-page report on key things that are going on in the dental sector. It's about 80 pages, and we obviously asked the question to delegates, who's heard of this report, who's read it? And the answer was, well, I don't think anybody had. But it's a really good read because it tells you what's going on in the sector and why is it important? Well, a dental practice and you know stuff we've talked about before, James, is um, it's a big asset for people. And its value and the way it can be sold will vary depending on the market. So um, it's really good to get into that and see what's happening in that um, in that the market of buying and selling dental practices. It has changed. It's been very interesting to watch from going from 2022, which was a very good year if you wanted to sell your practice, you had uh, multiple corporates vying to get you and giving you really good deal structures and so on. Then we go into 2023, and we've had interest rates uh, go up, um, a lot of mergers between Roderick's, Dental Partners, Portman, and Dentex. You've got less buyers who are spending all their energy consolidating, so there's less demand now. Um, Bupa's gone through a divestment of getting rid of some practices, and that reflects a one of the challenges with servicing uh, NHS dentistry. So what does that mean? It means that 2023 is a, a rubbish year to sell your practice. And I know we're going to the tail end of this thing, but it's it's been a, a rough year for people who've been trying to sell because there's less people buying as uh, a bidding to um, to drive those prices up. Um, it doesn't mean that corporates are not buying. I think we uh, we also touched on that it's now 38% of the market is owned by corporates. And by corporates, that includes large groups, obviously your Boopers, your your Odrixes, but your medium groups with groups up to 30. So that two tranche of owners uh, combined is now 38% of the market, which is significant. So that trend will continue, but I think that what we're trying to say is that when we looked at the data, we could see that really it's um, it's not a good time now for, for, for sellers. So um, that that's a kind of a, a summary of the the dental market, if, if we can call it that. Good to know. Good to know. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for that, David. And thank you for your wisdom as ever. And thank you for that little bonus feature that we did just then about the dental practice market, even more value, which is always a good thing. 
So we've had a few questions that have come in on DMs, which we're going to read out in just a minute uh, so that we can get your opinion on these. Certainly, David, I think this would be very valuable to share with everybody. Just before we do that, guys, we said that we would give away something uh, on this live for everybody who's listening. And what David has actually prepared is an ebook. It's an ebook on how any dentist out there can be as tax efficient as possible, all the areas that you need to hit and look at in order to bring your tax bill down as much as you can. And of course, following every ethical consideration, everything on that front, you know, ensuring that all our ducks in a row, however, ensuring that we're as tax efficient as possible. If you guys are interested in that ebook, the beauty of it is it's like a little tick list. You can go ahead and tick each one off and you can ensure that you've covered each and every each and every area, which means that you're comprehensive. If you want that ebook, feel free to go ahead and comment ebook below this video and we can reach out to you with that book in due course and we can give it to you. And what that will mean is that you can benefit from the knowledge contained within it. So feel free to do that. Everybody who is at this live stream tonight or indeed anybody who's watching on the catch up as well, we can get back to each and every one of you. As I say, still the opportunity to ask some questions if anybody fancies it. I'm going to go ahead and crack on with the questions that have come in via DM. So the very first question we got here, David, very first question is, I am 28 years old. Someone told me, my friend told me that this year is not a good year to buy a dental practice and the market won't settle for the next five years. Is that true? I don't, I think, no, potentially the opposite. If, if, um, Corporates are not buying as hard as they are, and that's that's certainly the case. They're offering lower um, multiples. We're seeing that for sure. So um, compared to 2022, 2023, the valuations are slightly lower. So whether that trend continues into next year, um, but then the thing with buying a practice is you buy it when it's, right, it's the right time for you. I wouldn't wait five years for an extra 1% reduction in price. I think that's not sensible. You do it when you've got the right one, and the right one is location, and can I grow it, and is it a good return on my money, and does it, does it work? Do the numbers work for me? If it ticks those boxes and you are ready, that's the time to do it. Cool. Thank you for that, David. One more question we've got time for. A few people comment from the ebook, which is great to see. Still some time to get that book that we talked about just a second ago, or indeed ask a question. Guys, we're going to keep this live stream powerful, pack, impactful, and punchy tonight. We're going to keep it to about the 20 minute mark next question that we've got coming in david i oh, we see this question all the time don't we david i am currently a sole trader 50 percent private and 50 percent nhs at what point should i think about transitioning to limited company there's quite a few variables in there that we, we need to know isn't there david but maybe if we just have some high level information on that it's how much you need personally. If you if you say this, my fifty percent private is seventy grand, and I don't need any of it, and it can go into a company, and I can live off my uh, NHS work, and I because you've got to think, well, should you incorporate both? Because you've obviously got the pension uh, superannuation. Superannuation is great; it's a really good pension scheme. So can't you know uh, say more than that? Because I'm not an IFA. But if if the, your NHS is enough to cover your day to day costs. And you have a plan to reinvest the private work, then then it, it can work for you. But if if you're going to take it all out, then it's um, that's the key factor to answer: is it is it right for you or not? Is how much do you need to draw from the money you put into the company? If that if the answer to that is very little, then a fifty fifty split it could could be right for you. It certainly could, but 
obviously need to get into the numbers to know what that 50% looks like. How much is it? What are we talking? Cool. But, uh, by all means, reach out after the call or through Facebook and we can have a chat about that. Sounds good. Okay, well, as I said, we want to keep tonight to 20 minutes or so to make it as bite-sized and as value-packed as possible. can. We're coming up to the 20-minute mark just now. Thank you to everybody who participated in tonight's webinar who came along to learn from David. And thank you from everybody on Dennis Investment, from all the audience to yourself, David, for giving up some of your evening to be with us this evening. Like I say, David is accessible on the Dennis Invest Facebook group. If anybody wants to reach out to David, David Hossain, or indeed grab that ebook as well, feel free to pop a comment in the comment section and we can get back to you. David, we're going to round up now. Anything you'd like to say before we part ways? No, that, that's great. Thanks, James. Good to speak with you. Help stuff. Good to see you, everybody. Hope everybody has a flipping amazing Tuesday evening. What is left of it? And we're going to be back next week for another live. Same time, same place, 6.30 p.m. on a Tuesday on the Dennis Fest Facebook group. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there. Much love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit follow or subscribe so you can stay up to date with information on new podcasts which are released weekly. Please also feel free to leave a positive review so others can learn about this podcast and benefit from it. I would also encourage any fans of the podcast to sign up to the free Facebook community from which the podcast originated. Please search Dentists Who Invest on Facebook and hit join to become part of a community of thousands of other dentists interested in improving their finances, well-being and investing knowledge. Looking forward to seeing you on there.